Are you afraid that your kids are going to live in your basement until they inherit your house? At the Kid Factor Academy, we can ease your fears and empower your kids. Go to thekidfactor.fun to book a free chat with me and learn how to get your kids to move out of your basement sooner. Hey, young entrepreneurs and savvy parents. On this podcast, we are unlocking the secrets to financial success and empowering young minds through financial education, personal development, and entrepreneurship. We're here to provide practical tips and guidance on raising unstoppable and money-savvy kids. We'll explore inspiring stories from young trailblazers and interview successful entrepreneurs so your kids won't inherit your financial history. It's never too late to learn about money and build the life most adults only dream of. From managing your birthday money to starting your own community-based business or even launching an online business, we've got you covered. I started my first business at the age of six and a half. I've been a lifelong entrepreneur ever since. So buckle up and join us on this thrilling adventure that will empower you and your kids to achieve unstoppable greatness and generational wealth. I'm your host, Barb V, and this is the Kid Factor Podcast. Hello, podcast family, the Kid Factor Nation. I am so excited again to have an incredible guest for you today. And we're going to take it off a little bit off grid, or we'll talk about that and tell you how we're going to do that. I want you to meet an amazing individual, Jackie Cote. Did I say that right? You did. You did. Cool. You rock out. um, Is an incredible businesswoman. She is your freedom empowerment mentor, an international speaker, and an RV adventurist. Not just an enthusiast, (laughs) but an adventurist. Yes, yes. Talking about that. After mentoring and developing over 300 leaders to new levels in her past 30 in her past 30 year restaurant career. Tongue twisters here, Barb. Jackie decided to give <laughs> her gifts to the world in her own business. Instead of working for somebody else, she's now going to work with you. She is mm-hmm. now mentors, ambitious professionals who no longer believe in the hustle and grind, but aren't quite sure how to get out of that without losing the success they've already built. After working with Jackie, you start doing what you are meant to be doing instead of what you think you should be doing while still creating more time, money, and freedom. Jackie believes in awakening, empowering, and owning you unapologetically in the world, in this world. Jackie is now living her freedom life, traveling full-time in an RV with her husband and two fur babies while doing what she loves on her own terms while helping others create their freedom. Welcome to the Kid Factor, Jackie Cote. Hey, hey, I'm so glad to be here and it's an honor to be with you. Thank you so much for having me. And I know I say ambitious professionals, but ambitious professionals start at any age, let me tell you. And we have them here at the Kid Factory. Yes, yes. Because I've got a story of that. Uh, I made money at seven years old selling coffee car to car. There's a story there. Let's talk about it. That's one of my first questions is if you had the opportunity to go back, knowing everything that you know today, 
and mm. go back and teach your eight-year-old self, what would you teach her? You know, it's, it's really funny because I was I was talking about this story on a previous call today, and I I was I was more I think we're more fearless at the age of your listeners than we are when we know too much. When I was seven, I didn't know much. All I knew is that I watched family members making money and doing things. So like the standard lemonade stand, we I would do. But then there was this, and I'm going to date myself here, but back in the in the 80s, the late 70s, early 80s, there was a gas shortage and there was this, like gas stations had lines of cars and like evens one day, odds another, and people would line up and they were miserable trying to get gas. And so I was at the babysitter and I was like, I want to go sell something. Like, let's go make some money. Like, like, what can we do to help these people? And I made a little tray with coffee. And had like stuff and I sold them. I sold cups for 50 cents and people dropped me dollars. Some some people dropped me a couple dollars, whatever. Um, and I made money like selling at seven years old, my cute chubby little face walking down car to car. And I made I made money doing that. And and ironically, like years later, one of the restaurant places that I worked with in that 30 years was Starbucks. And how you know I got the job? I told that story and they were like, we're hiring you immediately <laughs> because I sold coffee at seven. Coffee. Go to go. But I always found a way like to like take something and recreate it and try to sell it to my neighbors and stuff like that. Um, so what I would tell my eight-year-old self is, is stay fearless because I was fearless then. I had no problem going and trying things out and doing things because I was at my dad was working a lot. Mom, mom had passed away at an early age. And so I was, I had a lot of time on my hands. And so I'm like, well, what can I do? And and so I didn't stop. I didn't think about it. And I didn't go, oh, what would they think? None of that was there yet. <laughs> so stay fearless. Oh, I love that. And and not and I, I heard it also, besides stay fearless, don't worry about what other people are going to think about you. Right. How right. I, I would deal with that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Because when we start to think of like when we get in our heads about thinking like worry about what other people think we no longer show up as our as our unique self our unique authentic genuine self and that really that starts you know when we as we're growing up in school when we're in groups of other people and then whether whatever the stories that like we start to learn as as young children about you know i got to tell you if you were being told you're too much at something it's usually your gift you know let's put that in your ear because if you're too loud or do this now, you know, I'm not saying disrespect people, but I'm saying own the gifts and see how does that own who you are and all those worry about what other people think lessens us from owning who we are. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, speaking of that, and you mentioned that your mom passed in an early age. When what would you share today with a single parent household supporting a young entrepreneur or something like that? Because you said you had a lot of time on your hands. Any words of wisdom or anything like that that you would share? One thing I personally am going to tell every parent in this world is like you're being exactly the parent that your child needs um, and to not be so hard on yourself, first of all, on the parent side of it. Because I think we 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 have this, uh, uh, gotta be try to be perfect and try to like we're gonna we don't want to harm our children this and that like when you are being 
genuine from a place of service and kind and love and leading with love. And I even have it on my wrist. What would love do? I ask my question every day. Like what would love do? Um, I just, I just meet so many parents that are hard on themselves, especially um, women are my, my market and um, what I work with normally. And there's this, this like, just this hardness that they have on themselves. So give yourself grace, first of all. And as a kiddo and a parent dynamic, it's how can you empower your child versus enable your child? And that I think is every age. Like we, we, I'm not saying like make your kid an adult right away, but let them figure things out and ask them questions to help them figure things out. I, mom passing away at five and dad working 90 hours a week. I kind of fell into that automatically. Like I had to figure things out. I didn't have, I didn't, I wasn't told what to do or I had to seriously, how do you get to school? Okay. You walk outside and you had to like find the bus and you had to, like you were told like at some point, like you were like, go to this corner and I got on the wrong bus one time went to the wrong school and then I <laughs> I was crying in the bus and I was like this isn't the school and they were like it's okay we'll take you to the other one but I told them what I needed and da 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 so when you're when a, a kid says you know I, I don't know how to do this so what do you think like how do you think this gets done like what would you do you know and ask them questions to help them think for themselves and that's really empowering them at any age there's really never too young to empower your child to to think and process and problem solve on their own and then I, and it's funny cuz by the time I'm the baby of 8 too right so by the time they got to me they're like do whatever you want <laughs> like we're tired and um like I said, dad wasn't really home much. And so he, oh, they always like, if I, I said after college, I'm moving to Arizona, they're like, okay, have fun, be careful. You know, there was no like, there was no controlling of me because they gave me so much, they gave me so much empowerment over the years, you know, right. kind of somewhat, somewhat pushed into it. But some also, my dad always, the biggest thing a child needs from a parent is just love. Like love and empower, and you get to empower them and encourage them. To always be themselves. Okay. Say that again. The biggest. They get to empower and encourage them to always be themselves. And own who like, I, I'm, I'm teaching, I'm, I work with 40 to 60 year olds on how to own who they are because we lose our way. You can learn that now at eight years old, nine years old, 10 years old, understand what that concept is because you're going to be learning who you are over the years. But really like, like when something feels right, like trust that. When something feels wrong, trust that too. Yeah. You know, the inner knowing. Um, and 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 there's never a wrong, how do I say this? There's never really like a wrong decision when you go and take a risk. Like, you know, a lot of you I know are starting businesses, right? You're helping kids start their own businesses. There's never a wrong decision because if it doesn't work out, you pivot and you try something different. And then you pivot again and you try something different. So there's never a oh my gosh, I'm wrong. I failed. I made a mistake. Nope. You made a choice and a decision and now you're going to make another one and you're going to make another one and you're going to make another one. And, congrats and that's good. Congratulations on making those decisions. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And they're learning opportunities. I had to, and that, I think that has what's created some of my best strengths and qualities in my life. I attribute to having to make a lot of decisions without any asking anybody. I had to make decisions and I couldn't be concerned about what the other side was, like what the, what the, what the result was going to be. I just had to make the decision because I didn't have, 
a resource to go to at that point. And, and when I did, and I shared the decision, you know, if it was not quite right, then I'd get guidance on like, okay, what could you have done different? Right. And so that's the guidance that I did get. But when you're in put in positions where you have like you you're you have to make decisions and you start to truly like start to more trust yourself along the journey of life. What do you do or what would you say about the enabling versus empowering your child? That's a good one. (laughs) And and it's it's. Um, So many parents push their children into sports, Mm -hmm. music, academics, business, whatever. They're pushing their child and enabling them by taking away their opportunities to make mistakes. Because granted, our parents don't want to see us fail. But it's Mm -hmm. through that failing forward and learning that a mistake is only a mistake when you don't try or you don't get up again and keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that comes, I mean, you know, a, a really early on example of you can see the reactions of a parent when a child falls, right? Yes. When they fall to their knees, the one parent's like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, are you okay? Okay, okay. Like, are you okay? Oh my gosh, do we need to, you know, da, 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 da. and the reaction is really, I want to keep them safe. I love them, right? So both are coming, both of these reactions are coming from love mm-hmm. and coming from safety and coming from belonging of how that parent learned how to love, keep them safe, how to love them, keep them safe and and, um, keep them belonging in society because those are the three foundational needs, right? And now that child has learned I'm in danger. Whenever I fall, I have to be very, very like, like I have to be super careful. So now they've created this anxiety. They've created this like, like this is how I respond. The other parent, uh, someone other parent might go, you all right? Hey, you okay? Can you get up? Yep. Okay, cool. Let's go. And the kid just brushes themselves off and then climbs up the, 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 the bunk jungle gyms again or whatever. Right. And, and so enabling both the actions are from a place of love. It's from a place of love and trying to keep your child safe. So understanding, this is something I teach my clients, understanding that there's a positive intention behind every action that we have. Even if it's like, I want them to go play this piano for years. I want to do this. I want to do that, like baseball, because they've learned as from their experiences generationally that this helps people belong in society. If you join a sport and you do a sport, you will be popular. You will have friends. You will be liked and you will belong. If you do like 50 million courses in high school, you're going to be really good in college and you could be a doctor and a lawyer. And that's a prestigious thing. And you'll be safe with your money. You'll have money, you'll have wealth, you'll have like, so whatever stories that we carry turns into creating, enabling and and, uh, children that are enabled to no longer empower their own decisions and their own knowing and Yes, they're still learning that at a young age. So you want to protect them and make sure, but let them, let them play with that. Like let them step into that versus going, do this because this is a safe route. Would you like, like question, questions are amazing. And that, that's a skill all throughout life that I think we need to teach more is the art of questioning. Like let them think for themselves. Like let them ask them questions. Um, Don't rescue them. There you go. All the time. There's not a, like, when we rescue, we're doing it for us. We're not doing it for them. 
We're rescuing them. When we rescue another human, and this is not just children, when we rescue another human, we're doing it to fulfill an internal need inside of us. It's not about the child. Right. Totally. Awesome. Oh, I love it. Would you like to better attract your ideal client and monetize your business through podcasting? Did you know that podcast advertising has become the number one way to reach customers since 2020? Go to thekidfactor.fun, book a chat with me to see if your business qualifies to advertise on our show. All right, let's ask you this question. How did you get started in what you're doing? From I kind of feel like this is a game show when you ask me questions, by the way. I love it. <laughs> our listeners, our viewers get a prize every time. I love it. I love it. Okay. What was the question? <laughs> How did you get started in what you're doing after coming from the restaurant industry? That was a great, this is a great story. Um, to make a long story short, after the 30 years of the last two years of that industry, I went into a corporate office position and I went from restaurants and being with people and mentoring and coaching. And, and that's my passion. My passion is helping rise people to another level, hold that gift of belief up for them till they get there. And then I raise it a little bit more and it's so much fun. In the last two years, I put myself into a corporate office for a challenge to learn something new and like was miserable for two years because I pulled myself out of where my gifts were being used. And then they would put me out every now and then to other areas to use those gifts and open new restaurants and stuff. And then June 2018, I suddenly I came in after my two hour commute. Um, and I but and this is 10 hour days, weekends, 17 days straight, you name it, like I had all the combinations. But I was like, mm, but I'm good at this. And I'm gonna do it because I shouldn't be doing this because it's a salary and it's benefits. And it's all these other things. Well, then they let me go. I got fired one day. I walked in and they were like, well, we're going to let you go today. And I had no idea it was happening. So then I I get back, I, I get escorted out and I get to my car. And this could be considered the worst day of your life, right? You just lost your income. You lost everything. I felt free. It was, I'm sorry, it was August, 2018. I felt free because in June, 2018, two months previous, I had met this coaching world. I had met this world of entrepreneurship that had shown me the possibility of taking all of my gifts of what I'm really good at. And I've always wanted to have my own business. I knew that from a child. I knew I wanted my own business from a child. I never did it. I dabbled. I dabbled, you know, in the company, little company here, like a multi-level marketing companies. But I never jumped because I, I had a... Um, a story from my father who had a business that went really high and then bankrupt, really high and then bankrupt. So I had the story that I carried that like entrepreneurship is scary and hard. But two months previous to getting fired, when I saw the possibility, I was like, well, wait a second, these people are doing what I'm really good at and they're making money at it in their own business. Are you kidding me? So as soon as we awaken like the possibility in a side of us and we see like, you can't take that away from me. Once I see that, I'm like, well, if they can do it. I can do it. And that's another thing, guys, like if you, if someone else can do it, it means you can do it. So there's really no, like we're, we're limitless. And the only limits we put on ourselves is ourselves, is our own thoughts and our own beliefs. And so I wasn't ready to just go into business because I had all the beliefs of like, oh my gosh, this is going to be hard. I need more time. But something clicked when I had the freedom to do what I want, when I wanted to, I took some time off. I applied for jobs. I took some time off and I took six, seven different trips in six months. I went like two days here. I mean, Jersey was a trip for my family and, and I went to North Carolina and I was on, this is the East coast I lived on. Right. And then I took like a week off to like go to, I think it was a tropical, I think we went to the Dominican and I took trips 
even though I didn't have money coming in, I took trips and I went places and I tasted the freedom of time freedom. And I was like, there's no job that would ever let me go away six, seven times in six months. So I was like, oh, I can't do that. I can't go back to that. <laughs> I can't go back to like, you know, someone telling me when I can leave, when I can vacation, when I can pee, when I can. No, I can't have that. So that encouraged me to stay the course. And, and then that's when I ended up going all in. I call it going all in and betting on myself because I interviewed for jobs and I got jobs and I said no. And I said no. And I said no. And they were jobs paying me more money than I was making at the last one. But I knew in my inner knowing that there's another dream. There's another vision now. And I, and I, like I said, I couldn't go back because I'd already tasted like the, the, the parts of entrepreneurship and I built, and I learned how to figure the life out first that I wanted before I built the business. Let me explain what that means. Cause this is important because we're always taught to go for the business and go for the success and go for the business and the money and the, and the but if you, if I know entrepreneurs that are miserable making a ton of money, like miserable, they have no life. You probably do too. Right. And it's not about that. It's about the life you desire to live and experience and fit the success and money into it. And so taking that time off was me going, okay, I know the life I want to build and I will make money doing it because I'm doing what I love. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I got into what I'm doing. <laughs> awesome. That's amazing. And I love how you mentioned, even after that you were let go, you went and you applied for jobs and you received them, but you turned them down even when they were offering more money, which yeah. I even sold my house. I looked at my husband, my husband now his boyfriend at the time. And I said, okay, where do you want to move to? Because we got to go somewhere that's cost less money to live. Cause we were in Northern Virginia and that's a very pricey area. I want to sell my house. I'm going to sell the house. I'm going to cut our, I want to cut our expenses in half. And so his kids happen to live, he has four kids and they happen to live in an area that was half, half the uh, rate to live. And so I sold everything um, and like house and a lot of my stuff. And we moved into an apartment to cut the expenses. Um, and I, I just, I saw the vision and I had to step into it now before I got there. Like I had to step into it right away. Like, but I also had to, make bold moves to show myself and my, my brain and my psyche that I'm all in and this is happening. But I got to tell you, one of those job interviews was the true test because one of those job interviews, I was, I applied and the guy got on the phone and it's someone that I used to work with at a different company. And I loved working with him. Like he was like the best to work for. And he got on the phone. He's like, Jackie, I don't need to interview you. He's like, you're amazing. And he'd hire me in a heartbeat. He's just like, I don't even need to talk to you. I'd hire you in a heartbeat. But he asked me one question, Barb. He goes, what do you really want to do? When he asked me that question, I'd already been like in the coaching stuff, right? And I was like, I want to build my own business, um, coaching and mentoring. And, and I explained the whole thing. He goes, okay. He goes, how much money do you have? And I'm like, why are you asking me this? He's like, I was like, he goes, well, how much money do you have to live on, right? He's, I was like, well, I could live on my money because I'm selling my house for a year before I'd have to go back and get a job. He goes, great. Come back to me in a year. I was like, what? You're not hiring me? And so, he goes, no. He goes, he's, he said, no. He goes, because I want you to pursue your dream. Because if I didn't have like family, house, kids, I would, I would, I would, and I, I, you know, it's funny. I can't find him now. I want to get back in touch with him because I want to be like, you can do this even with a family, house and kids. And we'll talk about that in a little bit, but 
he he gave me permission that I wasn't giving myself fully. Like I'd been saying no, but I was still teetering. And he's like, I trust that you're going to do this. He's like, go do this. But if it doesn't work, you have a guaranteed job with me. <laughs> permission granted. That is awesome. And, and amazing that somebody believed in you enough to say, don't come. I don't, I'm not, no, I'm not going to hire you. I'll hire you in a heartbeat. But I know now what you want. I'm not going to stand in the way for any regrets in the future by offering you that job today. Yep. That is fantastic. Right. I was like, hello, angels, God, universe, whatever you believe in, like stepped in in that moment and was like, because I had the like, the safe thing, the smart thing would be this and this and this. And, 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 And I had to borrow his belief in that moment. Like I really did. And I, I always said to my employees, I, I, I'm going to hold the gift of belief up for you till you get there. And then when you get there, we're going to raise the bar even further. Like I wouldn't tell them that until they got there. And then I'd be like, all right, next. And he's they're like, Dang it, I got here. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that gift of belief, sometimes we got to borrow from someone else. And that's really where I, I think parents play a huge role for their kids is they get to believe that belief system for their kids when, when they get to that stage where they might not quite believe in the possibilities of what they can do right right and and somewhere along the line and i hate kids having to go through this families having to go through this where does the child lose that confidence that they are fearless that they can mm-hmm. do just any anything that they set their mind to and then somewhere do they lose? yeah and you yeah. know i relate a lot of that to the five people you hang out with the most, your mm-hmm. friends, and your education and academics. I can say this as being a classroom teacher for so many years that I did not let my kids limit themselves. Mm-hmm. Here's your homework. Here's the objective. However you want to get to it, bring that back to me and you give me the answers on how you're going to learn this information. You can take a test. You can do a project. You can do an activity. You can go interview people. You can do any of this stuff. Mm -hmm. There's no one right way to learn. Mm -hmm. And my students would come back to me. And one of them, I remember saying, Miss V, thank you for making me unemployable. (laughs) <laughs> because I love being called unemployable. He, exactly. But he learned financial education, financial literacy, and he learned the value of owning property, owning dirt mm. in mm. my classroom, because my kids, my students would pay rent on their desks. Mm-hmm. If they wanted to, I was typically the landlord, but if they wanted to, they could own their own desk. And they would rent their desks to the other students for every other class period. Well, mm-hmm. he and my classroom was divided into the low rent district was up at the front of the classroom closest to me. High rent district was in the back of the room furthest away from the classroom teacher. And then the, we had the middle middle class was middle class, middle rent. That's so funny. And That's so funny. He purchased a middle classroom desk, middle of the room classroom desk, but he gave it amenities and charged high rent district for that area. But his students, his his desk, they did not have to bring books to class. 
They did not have to bring their pencils. They um, once a week or once a month, he would give them something from our school store. He would put snacks and things that they wanted. He would give them birthday presents if they sat at his desk during the year and he was paying him rent. And when he came back to me after a, being a senior in high school, now he, he was in special education, but it was predominantly special education only during the school hours. Nice. Otherwise, amazing thinker, amazing young man. And he was able to have students pay rent on his desk. He came back to me after high school graduation, thanking me for being unemployable and the fact that he owned more properties than the other teachers that thought he was a problem child when he was in our building. Mm -hmm. And that goes back to the statement we said earlier, like what people say are your problems or challenges or too much, like are probably attached to your gifts. There's some part of your gift. So like the, the, the overly smart kid, like my brother, who was always smarter than the teacher and always got in trouble because he was smarter than the teacher. He really was. He genuinely was. Bored to death in class. Yeah, he was bored. He didn't know how to like, how to stay stimulated in what was going on. That's amazing. I love that story, Barb. Yeah. So, but now we're going to go from selling your house, downsizing to an apartment, cop, um, cutting your expenses in half to RV living. <laughs> What? Let's 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 talk that because what I love is that you can travel anywhere. And I don't know since we've known each other, you've been in how many different states? Oh, I don't even know. I, I can't even tell you exactly. I can't even tell you. Talk to us about RV living and running a successful business. Yeah, um, RV living was not like the plan. And we talk, you're going to, we hear a lot about like vision boards and vision casting and, and I love it. Like I help, I, that's one of the first things that I have to do with people. Cause I need to, I need to get them out of the predictable everyday life and get them into what's possible and like next level possibilities and getting them thinking more than what they're thinking. Cause they, cause we can have an idea, but if we don't see all possibilities and expand that and awaken that, then um, we're, our brain can't function on the known and it needs to know what's possible. So we had on our vision board pre-COVID, like Italy and Greece and all like the international stuff. And then COVID hit and we're like, oh, yeah, that's not going to happen. But all I knew is that what I determined at that point is having a vision is about what do you want to experience? It's not necessarily the exact how. Like the how doesn't have to be so built out. The how is going to show up the way it's meant to show up. So we knew that we wanted to travel, explore, like we didn't want to be in Virginia anymore. Once his kids, he has four kids. And once they were out on their own, in their own places and safe and secure, then we were going to move out and do our own thing and leave Virginia. He didn't care where. He's like, I'm just leaving. I was like, okay, am I coming with you? You know, He was like, because he's the one with kids. I, I can go wherever. I Before I even met him, I moved 22 times. So um, so I was always free. He's the one who has been a little locked into an area because of kids. So. No, he loves his kids, by the way. Let me just say, he's a great father. He loves his kids. But he kids didn't want to show them that. Dad loves you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right? They're 21 and over, so they're uh, they're all good now. But, um, and we started watching RV America because we're locked in, right? You know, we got to stay home. RV America was a series with like 30 minutes of like watching families with kids and couples and people traveling full time, getting an RV, moving their life into like a 
36 or 44 foot square box and, and, and going around the country, I was always impressed with the ones who had all the kids, like the young kids, like they'd be like, we're moving out of a 35 square, 3,500 square foot home into a 44 foot camper RV fifth wheel. And we've got four kids and two adults and two dogs. And I'm like, you're crazy. <laughs> but now, and so we fell in love with the process of watching all these. I'm like, well, if they can do this, so can we. So as soon as like RV places open back up, we're like, let's just go look. Let's explore. Let's go sit in them, see if we could see ourselves in that vision, right? And let me tell you, an RV, the last time I went on an RV trip, Barb, was me and seven of seven of the siblings and my parents in an RV from New Jersey to Florida. It was the worst trip of my life. Everybody was miserable. So me saying like, I wasn't like, I want to move into an RV. Yes. That was my, I was like, no, nothing. No. And so when we started exploring it, like Mike and I were both like, I can this this is great because less is more. We don't need, we never, we weren't stuffed people. We were ready to like, just, we wanted to explore. And because I created a business online and total virtual business, I had the capability of doing it. Now he didn't have a virtual business. He actually um, did Uber and lifting. He's been doing Uber and Lyft ride share and, he, and who knew, but he researched, he can turn it on in any state we go into right? and he can like get qualified to go in. So not all states, there's some that don't let you do it. But anyway, um, and that was like, that gave us this like, oh, wait a second, we can do this. So then we bought an RV and then the same day someone traded in a truck. I was like, well, how are we getting the RV home? And they're like, we can deliver it to you. They're like, but someone just, and this is, everything happens exactly the way it's meant to happen. Someone just turned an RV, I mean, a truck that's suited for this RV, like already had like the system in it and like the, the hitch and everything around the corner. And it was like an amazing price. And I was like, sold. So then that's, we got a year. We didn't go full-time till a year later. So we've been two years, two and a half years as we're recording. We've been full-time RVing. Um, but we had the RV for a year longer. And we lived in the driveway of our of our rental. Like we lived in the, we rented a house. We were renting a house. We lived in the driveway just to see. We're like, okay, what do we need before we go? You know, and we kind of like lived into it. And then we did this this open house sale thing where we, and, and people were just coming in and taking all of our stuff. <laughs> we made all this money and I'm like watching like couches go out and I'm watching recliners go out. I'm watching like furniture go out and I'm like, okay, I guess we're committed because we have nothing to live on. <laughs> you're so when I say you're all in or an air mattress, but <laughs> yeah. So we had to make sure the RV was livable because if everybody, if people took our bed and everything, then <laughs> And so we ended up having our bed still. So that worked out, but yeah. yeah. So that's how we ended up in an RV. And then um, if I didn't have, if I had been in the business, like, I mean, if I'd been in the restaurant business and in a job, I could never do what I'm doing. Right. Right. So yeah. Awesome. That is amazing. And it's, it's fun. It's yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. I, I, can I just say one more thing about RV living for those who take their families on the road and homeschool and stuff like that. I'm an experiential learner and I didn't realize that until I was older. And so when you ask me about classroom or college, I don't remember anything about the education, like nothing. Like I can't tell you a single thing, especially history. It was like the first D I ever got in my life because history is memorization. I'm not living the history, right? 
as we've been going around the country, we've been stopping at all the historic parts. And I've learned more history traveling the country by actually doing the enactments and going in. And and I'm, I'm like, maybe I kind of like history. I didn't know it. Mike loves it. And I'm like, no. And so living life on the road is you living in the experience of like, I've learned more than I've ever learned as a kid because I'm experiencing it versus just reading it in a book. And that's just my learning style. So, and, and, but most of our youth today are living that way. Yeah. Because you look at the video games and the interaction and everything else like that. Most of them are augmented reality. Mm. And I didn't even think about that. Their brains are actually going through the experience, even though they might be sitting with a mask on in their bedroom or in a chair, they're still, their mind and their brain is doing that experiential learning. Hmm. I didn't even think about that. I got to tell you, that's, that's, I, I'm thinking like experiencing, like climbing the mountain and hiking things and, and, and touching the places that you've learned about. And, and so I was thinking experience that way. I didn't realize, I didn't realize that piece of the experience of the whole virtual world that they're experiencing is actually representing like what they could experience in the real world too. Yes. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I love that. And so you recently received an award. <laughs> you know, I was going to pull this out. <laughs> you recently received an award from an international organization company as the businesswoman of the year. Thinking and congratulations on that, my friend. I appreciate you I appreciate it. doing that. Um, and being a mentor to so many women and so many business women. What can you tell the moms, stay-at-home moms, moms who are maybe approaching empty nests, uh, or moms with kids that mom mom's going to nine to five? You've been there, done that, experienced it. And kids are young entrepreneurs. Kids have that entrepreneurial spirit, but the family and parents don't really know. How do I mm -hmm. do that? I, I go to a job. I go to this, but my kid's doing that. What, what wisdom can you mm -hmm. advise with? I'm going to tell you a recent story. <laughs> Receiving. Thank you. Thank you. First of all, I'm telling you, everybody learn how to receive. Receive praise. Um, Many, many years of my life, I'd be like, no, 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 no. Um, so, and, and I'm just going to have, I have to do it. I have to do it. I was standing on stages with women like you who also won an award. So I just want to throw that out there for your listeners to know that they are also with an award-winning, international award-winning person. So um, there's a recent story of a mom who is recently empty nested and she was a single mom for many a bulk of her years. And now she has an amazing partner by her side. And he, he's actually, he, he found me. He introduced her to me through an RV podcast, go figure RV entrepreneur podcast. And he listened and he's like, you've got to listen to this woman. Um, she's living kind of the life I would love to live and yada, yada. When I met her, she was very in this place of, she has a job and she has like, and then she virtually teaches and she's three different things. So she's the mom running. And she's so like, I got to make sure I'm totally like there for my kids. And their kids are now 20, 20 and 21. And 
I said, I just stopped her and I said, what are your dreams? What are your vision? What are your aspirations? Like, what do you want? Okay. She's like, ah, and that, like that opened up her whole, and the reason why I tell you a story about her, it opened up like, like in three weeks, she's a completely different woman. And the women in my group were like, oh my gosh, she's so different than the first week she met with us because she opened up her vision. She expanded. And then she talked about it with her kids. Now here's what happened when she did. One kid's in college, one kid's about to graduate college. She's an artist and she always held back. She held her gifts in the closet. She's like a closet artist. She's a painter, this and that. Um, and she's like, I've never done it because I should be having the salary job that I have that I hate and I should be having this thing and I hate it. And she's not happy. There's some things that she likes about what she's doing in the other smaller jobs. But this one, she's like, I want to let go of it. She's like, but she's scared, right? Because it's 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 safe, safe. She tells her kids that she's going to start pursuing her art. She's going to quit her job. She's going to continue the online education part. And she's going to expand that. And she's going to go and paint. And her sister, her daughter cried. One why her daughter cried. Because she said, Mom, I really don't want to, I don't want to go back to school because I really want to pursue my acting and my, like, her, because she's an artist. She's just like her mom. But she was so scared to tell her mom of what she wants to do and the direction she wants to go, whether she wants to like finish up school, do all four years or what to pursue her dreams because her mom wasn't pursuing her dreams. So when you as an apparent, or so, so a lot of the women who are now becoming empty nesters or the kids are old enough to kind of hang on their own when they don't pursue their dreams, their kids don't necessarily pursue theirs because they're leading by ex the example of what they see. And they, they start to learn these stories of it's not safe. It's not this. As soon as she opened up and shared her dreams with her kids, they were static for her. And then they felt this release, like, okay, I can pursue mine too. Because they didn't want to let mom down. They want to do what mom thought they were doing for mom and like what, what was like they should be doing because mom lived a should be doing life for the less. And and she did a really great job because she took care of her kids and they're very well-rounded kids and they're amazing adults now, right? She even said like, I need to keep my house. So they have a place to come home to. I'm like, and what happens if you sold your house? Where would they go? They'd find a place exactly. So don't enable your children you to not pursue their dreams. And so these kids were so relieved. They're like, yes, I can pursue now. So my advice to the to the to the parents and the moms and the and the ones who are like, okay, our kids are off now. Like, first of all, your kid's an adult now. It's a different relationship. Just talk to them, share with them like an adult. They're no longer a child or a kid that you have to take care of. The second, these are for the old ones who are off. The second thing is that when you pursue your dreams and you take risks, your kids will too. And they'll feel comfortable doing it and they will pursue more. So when if we have that energy of that as adults, your kids will like they they're watching at all ages. They're watching and they're celebrating when you do it and you go for it. Absolutely. Mic drop moment. <laughs> there you go. That's, oh, um, pursue your dreams and don't give yes. up. Yes. Don't let anybody take your dreams out of you. Yes. Stop waiting to, 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 to live the life, the freedom life. I, I like to say stop waiting to live the freedom life you truly desire. And freedom life doesn't have to look like an RV. <laughs> like it doesn't have to be like, you don't have to move in an RV for a free life. But your version of freedom is, and free, true freedom, true freedom is trusting in yourself and your higher power and knowing that you are fully supported from the inside out. And like loving yourself so profusely from the inside out. And everything will work out the way it's supposed to. Yes. 
Um, yes. Jackie, thank you so much. Now, you have some freebies that you want to offer our community. Yeah, I've got a, it's called an intentional goal setting video. Um, and it, it back in, in corporate America, it was the SMART goals, specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, time sensitive. These are great. But the piece that's missing that I've always discovered, I discovered now that's missing is the the feelings and the intentions along the journey to the external goal. Because the external goal that we shoot for, we think is going to make us happy and fulfill us. And it doesn't. <laughs> so the money, the clients, this, that, it's the journey along the way. And really like, what are you going to experience? Like for me, it's like when a client has this aha, like this woman, I'm like on cloud 59, like <laughs> cloud nine. But like, I'm just, I'm this energy is just like, this is because I get to do this all the time. I don't feel like working anymore and I'm not working anymore. It's not right? working. No. And so this video talks about how do you intentionally goal set with the feelings and the emotions and we get out crayons and we get out markers and we do it in all different colors and we tap into our child, that fearless child we talk about in the very beginning of the podcast. We tap into that fearless child and we write out, here's the tangible goal, but what's the experience and the fun and the feelings and the seeing and the mm, mm, so much fun. Good stuff. I, we will definitely, and then you also are giving away a free 30-minute one-on-one connect call with you. Yes, yes. And you've got the link for that. Um, when you, If you decide to want to get on and go deeper in anything we talked about for the 30 minutes, make sure in the notes you put that you met on Barb's podcast, because I always want to give Barb a shout out for really supporting business owners like us and giving us a platform to speak our mind. But I also want to be able to like make sure I'm helping you in a capacity similar, like you know, in tune with Barb's energy and stuff. So let me know, but you're welcome to come on and let's chat. Absolutely. Kid Factor family, definitely. All the links for Jackie are in the show notes. So after you've downloaded her episode and listened to it three or four times with all these mic drop, amazing pieces of information, check out all the show note links and get in contact with Jackie. As I said, she is a good dear friend. And this year, celebrating and accepting amazing, incredible International Business Woman of the Year. And she can help you change your life, your kids' lives. And she, like, I, like we talked, she does not focus on business for kids, but for the whole family and parents and can bring that up. Yes where we we focus on the kids academy and business for kids and helping you negate or navigate that area Jackie can help you definitely with your own ventures and even the ventures when you're an empty nester so mm-hmm. I'll tell you like at, at all the things that we can teach adults we can teach kids like they're interchangeable and how like if we had known right what we are now of it, like able to teach kids at a young age, emotional regulation and like things that just aren't really taught, like that's, they're interchangeable. And, and, and one thing I pride in is that when I meet with somebody, like if I'm not the right fit for what is needed, I will find the right fit for you through people, wonderful people like my connections with Barb. Um, because the, the goal is to really help everybody, kids, teenagers, adult, young adults, I mean, I work with people in the 70s who are starting over. So it does, there's age is just a number. Everything, everything works out for all of it. So. It's all about the mindset. So any last piece of wisdom or advice you'd like to share before we move forward? 
I don't know. I feel like what we started with is let's stay fearless. And, and I mean, I, I, I truly, and I've never really said that before until this podcast, because when it, when it comes to stay fearless, trust yourself, the more of the way, how you can learn how to trust yourself is really learn how to love yourself. There's going to be things in life that have that teach you as you're going older for the kids that are going to like take away from that. Check, check back in with like, what's amazing about you. And then for the, I got to tell you for the it's for the kids. I love it. You're helping them start now to get, yeah. like, get going on their freedom journeys. But for the adults, it's never too late. Like, don't don't hold back from going for your freedom life that you desire. It, it's just it, you can do it anytime. Like I said, I've worked with six year olds, seven year olds, and they are amazingly flipping their life around and doing totally new things and books and and movies. And I'm like, what the? I love this. Ah, <laughs> so, they're doing what you said. Pursue your dreams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, on that note, Kid Factor family, thank you for another wonderful episode. Please take the advice, pursue your dreams, do what you love, but first love yourself. We will. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Jackie, thank you for being here. And if there's anything that our listening audience has questions too. I will definitely direct them to reach out to you and we will definitely be sharing what they're saying about your episode and staying fearless. And if they have any questions about that RV lifestyle with the kids, with the family, definitely. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you were inspired or learned something new, please follow the show, submit a rating and review, and share us with your friends and family. Be sure to go to our website, thekidfactor.fun, to receive your free PDF tips for raising financially independent kids.